0: Three, two,
1: one.
0: Megan Pearson
1: and Dylan Coney on the Living Life Authentically podcast.
0: Episode two. We're here.
1: Yes, our first one was actually successful, which means that we've made another one. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> over a hundred viewers in the first week, I think, is a pretty great success. It More was, than I was expecting. It was
1: a hundred listens in like 48 hours. Yeah. That yeah. is very good because. I did some research of like how many listens should your podcast have, just out of curiosity if it was doing well. And it did say one of the articles I read if you have about 140 listens within your first 30 days, you're in the top 50% of podcasts. Yeah. So if we're already having this many listens, like in our first week, we are, ooh, we're we going to be flying. We have
0: some great friends and family that <laughs> uh, listened to it. And then it was cool to see like random strangers that yes. neither of us know. So thank you to, to everyone who's it.
1: listened to episode one. If you are just, finding our podcast right now. And this is the first one that you've listened to go back to the first one. Yeah. And then you can kind of come on our journey with us. But yeah, we got so many encouraging messages from friends, family, from people who are following us on Instagram, which Mm -hmm. by the way, you can follow living life authentically on Instagram. Um, But yeah, you especially Dylan found a ton of people were messaging you and yeah, yeah, what were they saying?
0: Yeah, it was really interesting to kind of get messages from Number one, people I haven't seen in a long time. Number two, people that I haven't talked to in a while. Um, And then also getting messages from people that like I always had like a, hey, how are you relationship with? But then they sent me a message and kind of like dived into some stuff or said, hey, I thought this was interesting or kind of what we were touching on with like kind of the difference between males and females as well Mm -hmm. and kind of the way that our friendships and relationships work. And I think that's something that we're going to kind of dive into today.
1: Yes. It's all going to be about relationships. Yeah. But Dylan and I think that we are going to have to have multiple parts oh, on yeah. this.
0: And we, it's going to be ever flowing with yes. episodes to come, I think.
1: Today is just going to be simply relationships. High level, yeah. So friendships, relationships with your family. Um. That's just kind of what we're going to be going off of today, correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think relationships take, there's a lot of different scenarios with relationships, whether it be romantic relationships, friends, uh, friend relationships. Family relationships, colleague relationships, right? Mm, so point. we're going to touch on a few different kind of aspects of the whole word of relationships because yes. there's a lot of it. And we probably won't get to all of it today, but... We're going to try. We're going to try. So
1: we're going to want to first start off by saying like what our relationship is. Obviously, we're dating. People yeah. should know that by now. Yeah. If, oh, not, maybe they don't. if not, that's okay. Yeah, we've yeah. been dating for coming up on four months.
0: We kind of found each other through a mutual interest in country music as yes. a whole. As a whole um but ultimately i found you kind of on instagram yeah. followed you you followed me back and then a couple weeks of conversations couple uh, one turned down on your part um <laughs> asking you out for drinks and just kind of getting uh eh, no not really yeah i'm back surprised you me. like
1: messaged me after that like, yeah and then i did shut you down yeah and
0: then the Conversation sparked up over a hiking photo again, and we just we decided to get together for a date. We had one date at a bar.
1: Yeah, and and it was hot. This was was in the summer. It was in July. I'm pretty sure it was one of the days when it was plus thirty. Sitting outside on a patio for three hours. My
0: neck was sunburned by (laughs) the end of it. Through that, we did a couple FaceTime dates,
1: which I think was so important.
0: Yeah, I think the FaceTime dates really solidified in my mind really quickly. I think the second one, halfway through the second one, I was very solidified because we just kept talking about big things or we kept talking about what our life goals were. Yeah. And that was a big deal for me. Right. And I think that that's part of what we want to talk about today with being authentic in a relationship and how our relationship started. But like my key with first meeting you, our first date and then our first FaceTime date was like get the big stuff out quick. Yes. Yes. And be authentic because you in think that that's way. important I do think that's important yeah. honestly
1: I think a lot of people do go on dates and it's just the fluff chit chat back and forth or yeah. you're in it for one thing it's after the date right yeah you I did notice that on our first date you were asking big questions or you had big statements yeah <laughs> which is fine I think yeah. that was good that we like you said got that out but why was that important for you to at least address it or maybe ask me my opinion on certain things
0: yeah I think and it's hard it's getting harder with like COVID and like how they're telling everybody to do dates online or do online dating or like do those FaceTime dates. It's harder. It's harder to get those big things out quickly. But I think it's really important because for me, I'm all about not wasting time when it comes to relationships. Like I'm not dating to date, I'm dating for marriage. And I think that like my goal in like the first date or the first couple dates is find out if that person is right
1: because you don't want to waste your time either. no
0: exactly exactly and once you've made a decision on that then you go from there my big thing for us especially was like after that first date once i realized that you were as cool as i thought you were gonna be <laughs> and then also realizing like how our lives really match up and play into each other really well then i was like okay time to get all the big things out all the big things out that are going to be a deal breaker for me or like something that's really important for me i want to get that stuff out So that we're not wasting time and it's not four months later. And I'm like, I still don't know this person.
1: Yeah. Like what's some of your red flags or like deal breakers in relationships?
0: Yeah. I think the biggest one for me is just like introvert versus extrovert. If that makes sense. And like, I love introverts. I have a lot of friends that are introverted, right? Me and the way I live my life is very extroverted. Very wanting to do a lot of things. Wanting to see a lot of people, wanting to meet new people all the time. I've been in relationships in the past where that's not the case and it never is is nice or no. it it causes a lot of issues because you're you end up giving up a lot for that yes, person. Yes, that's and, how I would see
1: it as well because I yeah. can that's one of my red flags or deal breakers. If I can't bring you selfishly reflects bad on me. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things as well that you have to be a little bit more extroverted.
0: That was kind of the big deal breaker, but then there's a lot of little things that are maybe less important but like still have slight importance when it comes to like get out to the mountains like it's not a huge deal breaker but it's still important to me those things I wanted to get out as well yes at the start right
1: And that's part of being authentic Uh, to you because you have these things that, hey, I'm not going to sacrifice, you know. Sure, maybe the person that I'm interested in doesn't like this. Is that something I am willing to be a little bit more lenient on or is it a full deal breaker that this person does that? Because I think that happens a lot of times in relationships, Mm -hmm. which I've had it too, where I'm saying, hey, here's a deal breaker. Um, I could say, example, smoking. I do not like when people smoke, but I've dated people in the past who smoke. And I'm thinking, why did I do that to myself and right. not be true to what I wanted in a you're relationship? compromising. Yeah, I was compromising. Yeah. Totally. So, And I
0: think that's one thing that we found out two months into our relationship. I think I think you're the one who said it at points in our dating lives. We're like realizing or thinking that oh, I have to settle. Yeah, that person's good enough.
1: Well, what did you tell me? I I can't remember when this was, but I think you were telling me a little while ago that you were totally thinking you were going to settle for marriage.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily, I thought what I had was like a relationship was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, you were in a long-term relationship and you thought that person was it. But like you said, now looking back at it, you gave up things that you shouldn't have because you weren't being authentic to yourself. I think in that that relationship,
0: and I think in that relationship too, both of us gave up things that we wanted or needed that the other person couldn't provide. So we just gave those things up. Yes. And I think that that was an issue as well.
1: So red flags, like trust your gut basically is what we're saying and be true to yourself. And also
0: set up those rules. If you don't know what you want, you're not going to find it. You need to know what you want. Yeah, right. And I think that that's super important of like setting baselines for yourself, then you're gonna really struggle to find that person. But I think the biggest thing or the biggest mistake I made with us is that I didn't ask you like what your favorite football team was, because I found out later that you're a Stamps (laughs) fan. And like that's yeah, like we we're gonna have to discuss that. Wow. And I think that's gonna yeah. It's gonna be a big tear in I our can't relationship, I think.
1: You say that. Yeah rough Riders but are just not I, don't I say know. that
0: jokingly, but like honestly, get if that actually was <laughs> I use that as an analogy. If that was a deal breaker for me, yeah, and I didn't get that out, and I find out ten months later that you're a Stamps fan, and that's like a big <laughs> if that was a big deal. If that I'm, was a big I'm deal. saying this in yes. in like hypotheticals hypotheticals. Like the smoking thing. If you found out like three months into a relationship, I just never smoked around you and you just found out. Yeah. Then that that's a deal breaker. Fair. Like get that stuff out of the way. That's totally. what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. And it's not like you're sitting at a table at a restaurant and you're like, so do you smoke? But like you just get that stuff out. Yes. Or you ask. You, you will you find them out in the first in. Yeah.
1: two, three, four days just being open in a relationship too, I think is important. And like, that's what we are saying. How about like getting over like trust issues in a relationship? Because I think that is a problem too, for a lot of people that they are guarding themselves. And then that is affecting both sides of the relationship. It's a problem
0: for us as well. Like Mm we we've we've both had that issue in our relationship or like that thing come up of like, do we trust each other? We've had that pop up in like little scenarios. Right. And I think for me, it's that I've put, because of stuff that's happened in my life, I've put kind of a fence over my heart, right? So it's hard for me to to trust fully. And I think it, it's taken; it's actually taken a while. Like I fully trust you now, but even do like you? I do, I, I do. think you're
1: at like a ninety-five. No, I, I think there's still a little bit of you okay. that's a little hesitant.
0: Well, I which think, is fine. I think the problem is is that my yeah my heart is so guarded because of the pain that I've endured before. I don't want to ever experience that again. Me, any of my friends will say, like, I dive headfirst on things, but I've learned now that it's okay to dive headfirst into something as long as you like guard your heart through that and just like make sure that what you're doing and what you've dived headfirst into, that you're always checking yourself on it, making sure that it's still good good for you or healthy.
1: Instead of, you know, maybe tiptoeing around something because my biggest issue is i know a ton of people who have got hurt in the past and think every single other person that they are going to meet or like attempt into a relationship is going to hurt them yeah but like you what was that quote you can't bleed on someone who didn't cut you okay right so if you hurt me
0: yeah
1: and then i'm hurt yeah i'm not gonna go and then spew that hurt on everybody else when everyone else didn't hurt me that one person did you're
0: grouping people you're grouping people and you're just assuming that
1: everybody is going to be bad and eventually going to hurt and
0: i think and i'm not i'm not trying to say this or like stick up for men but i think that happens a lot with dudes what do you mean is that because there's a lot of scumbags out there there's a ton (laughs) there's a ton right and i think that one bad apple ruins the rest, right? Yeah. That happens a lot. And, like, I know what happens with women, too. But I think men get the rap of, like, there's a lot of dogs out there. Us, like, guys who are trying to be decent humans kind of get, get overlooked. like, get, well, either get overlooked or, like, we're we're automatically assumed to be like the rest. And then we have to prove ourselves mm-hmm. that we're not. You're not starting dudes.
1: at zero. You're starting at negative. So, I think the 10. trust,
0: the trust thing is another thing that we really need to unpack, In future
1: episodes as well
0: as how to get over those things but uh, yeah that's a good thing that we just kind of brought it up and kind of precursed it is that what does it mean to fully trust someone how do you get there and in in what kind of relationship sense i think it's almost easier with friendships it's easier to trust a friend than it is to give up your entire heart into a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. right because i think a romantic relationship is more of like a be-all end-all than a friendship can come and go like friends come and go kind of thing. Yeah. Like
1: I, and we can dive into friendships now too. I have friends that I definitely have like a really tight friend group, but I also have friends that if I don't talk to them in a month, three months, half a year, I can go back to them and start from where we left off. Yeah, And in relationships, like you said, romantic ones, you're talking to that person every day. So it's different, but yeah, let's dive into friendships.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's interesting when we talk about males have very similar female behaviors when it comes to friendships and feet. Some females have very similar male, um, driven relationships, if that makes sense. Like they're Explain one. It. Yeah. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that there's, there's girls that kind of are, a dude in, yes. in this in the friendship sense where like you get along with anybody but like you can jump into a group of five dudes and kind of like be in the conversation where there's some girls that hate that
1: I'm more comfortable talking to guys than I'm talking yeah to girls.
0: exactly and I think that's like a big big thing as well and then I think the biggest difference between you and I is that I have like maybe three to four like super tight friends and even like even within those four there's like one that's ahead of the <laughs> other or one that's below the other when it comes You're to like trusting. Ranking like, your friends? Not ranking, but You're like ranking no them. no no. But like <laughs> for example, like my best friend, I guess. We bear, like we talk maybe three times a week. If that. And, and it's texting like, too. It's just texting. I I call him like maybe once a month. We talk maybe once a month. Because he's not month.
1: here where we yeah, live. Yeah, so he, he moved, lives away.
0: Yeah, he moved away last year. So it's hard for us to connect, maybe. But like, and this is gonna sound really like douchey, <laughs> but like COVID has like almost saved some of my friendships because all we do now is play video games and talk to each other literally every night right? yes i guess if like, you're
1: playing video games and you have the mic, oh yeah you're talking. so
0: like for example one of my good friends now we grew up together went to high school together he was a couple years older than me after high school he got married had a kid and then we kind of grew to, grew apart then COVID hit and like suddenly we're on chat all the time on video yep. games or like and then that rekindle their friendship but so that's I, good yeah oh it's great well what i'm trying to say is that like i think for me it's harder for me to get really close with people i have a ton of friends air quotes friends right i am a hand talker so podcasts <laughs> is like difficult yeah, for no me i'm did, doing like
1: did i do did them. the air quotes
0: but i'm <laughs> no one saw quotes. it.
1: anyway i saw it anyways yeah.
0: yeah i think that like it's very different from a male female standpoint Or for example, like some, like I said, some females can have that like male standard of friendship where it's like kind of looser, but you still can like reconnect at any point in time. In your life specifically, you have like a ton of best friends or quite a few of like a really tight friend group or people that you would consider your best friends. Like when it comes to like Avery or Joe or Kyla or Lindsay, right? Like you've got lots of like friends that are super tight to you. And what I'm wondering, kind of, is like, how quickly did you get so close with each of them? Was it like a development over time, or like mm-hmm. did you see someone like at a party, and you're like, this "I'm gonna cool, be their friend," or like this person's really cool, like, and then it developed from there, or has it been like a long period of time?
1: I would definitely be that person to just like go up to people and be like, "Hey, yeah. we should be friends." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I yeah. have no filter with that. Yeah. But for me, the difference is is that there's some girls that have a friend group. Yeah. And so. Even if you thought about the Friends TV show. Right. All those six are friends with one another. Yeah. And are a group. Yeah. I don't necessarily have that. You're
0: kind of the pivot point.
1: I have. Yes. I have really strong relationships with individual people. Yeah. Now, all of my best friends kind of know of each other. They haven't maybe met them. But, you know, Lindsay knows I'm friends with Joe. And Joe knows I'm friends with Avery. And, you know. So, they kind of all know each other. But some of the relationships, yeah, started out differently. Yeah. But, I think the overarching theme of it of all my relationships is that if I'm putting time into you, I hope that you put in time to me because I've had one way friendships or even relationships in any, any stance that I'm trying to hang out with you all the time. I'm trying to make plans. Oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're not giving anything back to me. Right. So that's one of the major key points in my friendships is that are you going to invest the same time that I am to you
0: yeah so in each of those relationships obviously those are different relationships with each person like yes your relationship with kyle is very different than joe or your relationship with avery is very yeah. different than lindsay so in those relationships what does it mean to be an authentic friend in those relationships is it different for each of them or is it kind of an overarching
1: i think it depends what that friend needs of me okay if that makes sense i have one friend who is pregnant and is yeah. expecting a baby. So for me to be there for her in, different. is different than one of my best friends who is getting in, who's engaged and now planning a wedding. Right. They need different, different things from me.
0: Yeah. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about like family relationships and um interfamily relationships and then also like immediate family relationships because our situations are very different.
1: Yeah, you think so?
0: well i think that like your family circle is basically you and your mom
1: it's a small circle <laughs> yeah
0: it's like your tight-knit group of family yes. is you and your mom whereas my family i'd say there's like a couple different circles within my family but my tight circle is obviously my parents my sister my sister's boyfriend and then like my immediate cousins that are closest to me in age i think is kind of a tighter knit group yeah, than the rest of my say family so. right so, I think I have like a couple different circles. Yeah. And you my see family. your family,
1: like your cousins, your aunts, and uncles all the time, which I didn't even realize at the beginning. I yeah. knew your mom's sisters, like, right, your aunts, yeah. they were all close to one another. But I didn't realize how often you spend time it's not just at Christmas Thanksgiving holidays yeah
0: like it's weird if we go more than like a month without seeing, seeing each other
1: yeah even if it's Which just is good.
0: Like checking in
1: or. but yeah. for me my parents are divorced so I've yeah. been with my mom for basically my entire life yeah and so it is really truly just my mom and I yeah. and so we always make sure that we have that open communication with one another that my mom even as a 23 year old she knows what I'm doing and I know mm-hmm. what she's doing yeah because there's it's just us I think it would be different if i had siblings or a bigger family like for you because you don't maybe yeah. have to check in with your family or no. see them all the time versus for me again it's just my mother and i so yeah. we need to just be there for one another and
0: i'm i've also been out of the house since a month after high school
1: yeah you so, left you pieced out yeah
0: i pieced out so and i think it's different for you as well because you're back at home now
1: Yes, and right? that's the one thing. that relationship
0: thing. has changed again yeah. or evolved again, right?
1: Yeah, for because I was um, after college. I moved away. I lived in Medicine Hat. I lived in Lethbridge on my own, which was great. And then I got my dream job back here in Calgary. So just to make it easier, especially with COVID, yeah. I moved in with my mom. But it definitely has changed the relationship, especially from living on your own yeah. to going back home and trying yeah. to get your own space, your own rhythm It's much more difficult.
0: Do you think that your relationship with your mom has changed since high school? Do you think that like the way that you guys kind of interact and live life together is quite different than high school? Is it very similar than high school now that you're back at home? I think
1: so. I think it's also just me growing up in high school when you're under 18, your parents kind of control your life, whether you like it or not, right? They're going to have the say and say and end-all be-all of if you're asking hey I want to go to a party hey I want to go do this you have to really respect your parents wishes yeah it's difficult now because I do live under my mom's roof and I want to respect her thoughts what she thinks and saying hey Megan I don't think you should do this it's more of a suggestion now than a rule that I have to follow yeah So I think that aspect has changed, just me trying to be an adult, doing my own stuff. And for her to let go of that, I think is also a little bit difficult because I am still going to be her only child. Mm -hmm. She wants to protect me. And I know that's the main focus of what she's trying to do. But it's just trying to find that balance of, hey, I am living with you, mom, but I'm 23. I have my own career. I have my own life. I still want you to be a part of it, but let's just try and find that happy medium.
0: Yeah. And I think it's funny for me because like growing up, my mom was like a rock like she is literally one of the strongest people i know now that i've lived away away from her for six years i realize now how special she was and is
1: and how lucky you are to have her as a mom
0: yeah and then also just the thing i've learned this last year and i would just like brush it off
1: but you weren't ready to hear it
0: Well I wasn't ready to hear it, but I was also just being like a
1: teenage boy and teenage well even even early
0: yeah and even early twenties, like (laughs) like being just stubborn and now I'm realizing like how much worth there is in that relationship and like half More than half of the stuff she says, I really need to pay attention to because like, she's a lot smarter than me when it comes to a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. She's
1: your mom. And I think that's the thing that we try and tell our parents, oh, we're adults. We know what we're doing. I can figure it out myself. And And it's still good to remind yourself that, hey, they've dealt with a lot more than I have and we should take in their opinion. Oh, Yeah. In account to what our decision and I think, is going to
0: be. I think I've been so stubborn saying, Oh, I'm 23. I've got it all figured out. I have no idea what the hell I'm no, doing. No, we are
1: babies. Oh, we yeah. Are green.
0: Yeah. And like, I think that's something for people that are just graduating to realize. I don't know if there's any like younger demographic listening, but I think that's something that the younger demographic really has to like pay attention to is that your parents are a huge resource even after you've les- left the house. And it's important to keep those relationships up. And I know that I've squandered that kind of with my parents a bit and I'm working to like rebuild that or not I maybe not squandered but like I could have been a lot a better son throughout the last five years than I have been yep. in like respecting them both my mom and my dad and I think my dad and I have worked on that a lot I think mean, my dad has kind of switched our relationship to be friends first parent second but then he slides in with that parent second yeah at the pr- appropriate times instead of being like I'm your father blah 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 right <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> he's great he, I we'll, love we'll be him. we'll
0: be out for a beer we'll be talking and then he'll be like yeah so what do you think about this and it's more like a conversation than it's like you should do this it's like hey have he you thought about this or too. have you figured about totally. this yeah
1: I think the point that we're trying to get at whether it is romantic relationship friendship family just being authentic is such an important part in a yeah. relationship yeah Some people struggle with it, but you have to just be your true self and then the relationship is going to be moving forward in a more healthier, stronger way, right? We're just encouraging you to do that. Be comfortable with yourself and bring the authenticity out with anyone around you, even in new relationships. I think that's the overarching ding point. Mark that Mm -hmm. down in your book, highlight it every day and read it.
0: And I think the second thing, the second largest point that I'd like to get across is that authenticity in a relationship is so different in every single relationship that you have
1: Yeah, and just because way dylan and i are saying how we are authentic with one another it may not work in your relationship vi- yeah. but just have that communication and have that yeah. conversation
0: yeah i think communication is key with that i know we'll get into that more but i think that like the number one key for me for our episode today and the point that i want to get across is that you need to make sure that you are reading that friendship that relationship that person Seeing what authenticity means for them, what's important to you, merging that together, and then going forward from that. Instead of taking everything that you want, or everything that that person wants, you need to make sure that you're both on the same page so that it doesn't become a one-way friendship yeah. or a one-way relationship. Totally agree. Because that's easy to do, especially for people like me who are people pleasers, or people who are easy easily receive stuff. It's easy for people to like get on a one track where I have to do everything for this person, No. Like, it's a two-way street. And I think that's something, too, that you've taught me a lot. A relationship is a team. It's not one person doing it. It's not the other person doing it. You're working together, whether that be a romantic relationship or a friendship. And if one person's dragging, the other person is charging forward, and you need to make sure that you're on the same loop.
1: I think we covered a lot today. We did, yeah. But we're going to have to do more episodes of relationships.
0: I I think we'll need a couple, but... Yeah, I think another thing I want to say is that we are super thankful for the feedback that we yes. had and that we want to keep hearing more from you. And we want to hear from you in the weeks to come as well.
1: So again, we're on Spotify. We're on Google. We just got on Apple Podcasts, which is exciting. You can follow us as well at the Living Life Authentically podcast on Instagram, and we will have more episodes for you every single Tuesday.
0: Yeah, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye.